The word honor is not a word that we hear a lot in our culture. And honor is, is something that we don't see happening a lot in our culture. Our culture, for whatever reason, seems to be a little bit more angry than I remember, seems to be in the game of putting people down, seems to be sometimes in the game of gotcha kind of stuff, and just a whole lot more stress. God has a solution for us. It's called honorary. Not ornery. <laughs> okay, what does it mean to, uh, to honor? And I want to talk about that for a little bit this morning. A uh, number of years ago, God just kind of put it on my heart that honoring is an important thing. Honoring people is an important thing. When you honor somebody, you're touching all four of those things. You're showing that you love somebody, that you care about somebody, that, that um, you're letting them know that they're in safe space, if you will. They can, they can be secure. Um, you're you're um, affirming the things that they're doing in life are wonderful things, beautiful things, sometimes even great things, and that they have a purpose in life. It's all done through honoring. And guess what? In the Bible, God does not suggest that we honor people. God commands us to honor people. Now, wait a minute. I'm not in the army. Nobody can command me what to do. Uh, No, actually, God can. (laughs) So, So this is not an option. This is a command from God. And so we're going to go through some scriptures. Believe it or not, 147 times in the Bible, the word honor is used. But there's not a whole lot of messages given on honor. And I don't know if I've ever seen somebody write a book or a pamphlet on honor. It's amazing how strong this is. And so, uh, as I mentioned last week, knowing the truth is such an important thing. And if there's one message I'm going to give when I have an opportunity, that's going to be right up at the very, very, very top. The second thing that I think is really, really important is, is this thing called honoring. I have not always understood, have not always practiced, have not always stepped into this thing called honoring. Sometimes we misinterpret a scripture in the Bible where, where Jesus talks about uh, us doing something good and we simply say something like, well, that's why, why of course, that's just, that's just what I should be doing if I'm a follower of Jesus kind of a thing. And sometimes we get this attitude and we forget that 147 times in the Bible, God talks about honor. <laughs> So um, so we're going to dig into that, okay? Um, we're going to start off in the Gospel of John, and uh, we're going to take a look at John's Gospel, Chapter 7. And like I said, Lord willing, and I didn't fall asleep while I was doing this, I hope, um, we'll see the verses up here as well. Chapter 7, and then we're going to go take a look at, at Chapter 5. Um, I was reading through John's gospel, and from the time that I was really, really small, and my parents took me to Sunday school and church, and I gave my heart to Jesus, um, and I've read about things in the Bible over and over and over again. When I read the Bible, it would say all these incredible things that Jesus did. 
Remember, the, remember they were in a boat and there was a big storm and what did Jesus do? He commanded the storm to stop, right? That's pretty cool. And sometimes there were people that were sick. Sometimes there were people that had even passed away and Jesus came along and did what? Okay. Now here's, here's the thing. When we go to John's Gospel, chapter 7, let's take a peek at it. Jesus went up to the temple, he began teaching, and the Jews therefore marveled, saying, how is it that this man has learning when he has never studied? He's never been into a heavy study situation. So Jesus answered them, listen to what Jesus said. My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone's will is to do God's will, he will know whether this teaching is from God or whether I'm speaking from my own authority. The one who speaks on his own authority seeks his own glory. But the one who seeks the glory of him who sent him is true. There's that word again, truth. And in him there is no falsehood. What Jesus did is Jesus said, you know, they were like, how in the world can Jesus say such incredible things like that? And Jesus could have just said, well, I'm pretty smart. He didn't. He said, what I'm saying is what my father is saying. The relationship that I'm having with my heavenly father is what's causing me to be able to say these things that are incredible. It's because of my relationship with the Heavenly Father that I'm able to reach out a hand and see somebody healed. He's giving all the honor and he's giving all the glory to his Heavenly Father and so should we. The first person in the Bible that we should think about honoring is our Heavenly Father. I know that some of us in life have grown up in a situation where sometimes one parent or both parents or this parent or that parent was not a real great parent and there's some wounds and there's some difficulties in our heart about thinking about honoring, uh, honoring a father kind of a deal. But I believe by the grace of God that every single one of us can get over and beyond what has happened in the past and reach forward for what God has for you in the future. And I just believe that. I'm not, I'm not saying that your experience was not difficult. I'm not saying that it didn't hurt. I'm not saying that it should have never happened. But what I am saying is that God has something better than holding on to a past and being broken by that. He always has something for our future for us to stretch out to. And so I ask that you would consider that if, if you're in that kind of a situation, if you would just think about that. So Jesus honors his father. People sometimes were in favor of Jesus and sometimes not in favor of Jesus when you read the Bible. There were some times when he was very, very popular or sometimes when he was not very popular. And the thing about Jesus is he would honor his father. He would say, the things that you see me doing are the things that I'm seeing my father doing. And so... When, when they asked Jesus, how should we pray, what did Jesus answer? He said, we should pray by starting by saying what? Our Father. Our Father. That's where we should start. It wasn't, 
dear Jesus, it was our Father as far as expressing to us how we should pray. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Jesus. (laughs) Jesus is really, really, really cool. But there was something he was trying to teach us. And so when he came into this world, he honored his father. He's always honored his father. The second passage is uh, John's Gospel, chapter 5. Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of his own accord. Stop and think about that for a moment. Jesus, from the time I was little, I gave my heart to Jesus. Was I four or was I five? I think it was five, five and a half, something like that. And Jesus was always my Superman. Jesus can do anything, okay? In the Bible, Jesus like walks through walls and all this other kind of stuff. When Jesus is talking about himself, check this out. The son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the father doing. Only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, the son does likewise. Now, on a normal um, uh, way that we think about life, we find um, the words, and some people have different definitions for the words, but I'll just go with the the most popular one right now. Uh, The words are that Jesus was a carpenter, and therefore his dad was a carpenter. and, And basically, you learned how to be a carpenter by hanging out with your dad. He showed you how to be a carpenter. And then the next generation was a carpenter, and the next generation was a carpenter. And that's why the family had the last name of? Carpenter. Carpenter. Okay. So, um, but Jesus is saying, he's saying, I see what the Father is doing, and then I do the same thing. Now, God has always, uh, Jesus has, has, offer to us that we can have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. In other words, when we're just learning how to pray or praying for the very first time in our life, Jesus says the pattern is this. Our Father. That's where we start. We can have that same relationship with God as well. I know sometimes this is confusing. We have the Father, we have the Son, and we have the Holy Spirit. And so a lot of times when we're talking about good things that are happening in our life, things that happen, sometimes we give credit to the Holy Spirit, sometimes we give credit to Jesus, sometimes we give credit to the Heavenly Father. Uh, So I know sometimes it's a little bit confusing. But what I just want to say here is this. Jesus honored the Father. And we get to honor the Father as well. The most important person that we should honor is, is the Father. Now, The difference between our Heavenly Father and us is this. When when nobody takes any time to honor us, sometimes we feel unloved. Sometimes we feel a little bit less secure. Sometimes we feel like, I've done all of these things and nobody even remembers. Sometimes we feel like, do I even have a purpose in life? Now, the difference with our Heavenly Father is he never has those feelings at all. But the truth is, we do. And so not only does God call us to, to honor him, he calls us to honor human beings like us. So honor your Heavenly Father. The next one, the next place we're going to take a look at is we're going to look at three scriptures in the Bible. Exodus chapter 20, Deuteronomy chapter 5, and Ephesians chapter 6. They all basically say the same thing. Honor your earthly patience, patience, parents, <laughs> parents 
are those that have patience when you're growing up, and sometimes even beyond, okay? Um, Anyways, um, as you can see, these scriptures, um, feel free to jot them down if you wish. Check them out. Make sure that I'm telling you the truth. And then some people think that, oh, we don't have to worry about things in the Old Testament, so I've got something in the New Testament for you as well. That's not true, by the way. But anyways, over and over again, the Bible says, honor your father and your mother. And as a matter of fact, there's a promise tied in with that. Do you see that? You see the promises? That your days may be long. That's a pretty cool promise. Now, here's what's really, really interesting. Think about this for a minute. Whose responsibility was it to tell the kid to honor their parent? The parent? Yes. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Isn't that cool? So that, some people would say, that's not fair. You know, you're getting something out of it. No, God said, honor your parents. And it's a parent's responsibility to tell our children, honor your parents. <laughs> Okay. The reason we have Mother's Day, the reason we have Father's Day is because of what God ordained. There was a wonderful lady years ago, I won't go into that whole story, but she saw what the Bible said and said, hey, let's honor mothers. Um, So God's called us, number one, to honor. Want to help me out? Number one, honor our Heavenly Father. Secondly, honor our father and our mother. Now again, I know that there are some people that have been through difficult times in terms of moms and dads, and they weren't sometimes anywhere near what, what God has called them to be. But God still calls us to honor our mother and our father. Third scripture is found in Leviticus chapter 19, and basically it says, honor the elderly, honor the elderly. And so this morning, I've got white hair, And I'm telling you to honor those that have white hair. So guess whose responsibility it is to tell you? Me. (laughs) So we need a younger pastor that can actually... Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Okay. Um, So number one, honor. Heavenly Father. Number two. Mother and Father. Number three. Okay, those, those that are older... Those that are older than us. It was my nana who taught me how to catch fish. I had everything that I needed in terms of um, to, to go out fishing, but I never caught any fish until she taught me how to really catch fish. Honor those that are older than you. There are two people in my life that are real close um, people that I can count on. Um, Mentors, you might call them. They're both in their 80s, and they're very, very precious to me. And um, a lot of times when I get stuck on some things and and stuff like that, I know I can reach out to them, and they can speak into my life. They can pray. They can seek God. They can speak into my life and, and help me to stay on the right track. Now comes the next one. I'm going to honor our Heavenly Father. Honor parents, honor the elderly. Here we go. Now, you shall not revile God nor curse a ruler of your people. We've been through a difficult time in the last six months here in the United States, 
And there are some people, even people that call themselves Christians, that do not honor rulers. And the Bible says it's a command for us to honor them. doesn't mean we, dis- we agree with every single thing that they say or do or whatever, but God says we are supposed to honor them. And again, some people would say, oh, that's an Old Testament thing. Uh, lots of New Testament here. <laughs> there's a story that I don't have up here, but there's a story in Acts chapter 23. And let me just give you a little bit of, of what the story was. What the story was, was the person that was in charge was listening to Paul, and Paul said this. Now, ask, uh, think about, is this something really obnoxious and terrible? Paul said, brothers, I've lived, I've lived my life before God in all good conscience, all good conscience up until this day. Is there anything wrong with what Paul just said? I've tried all of my life to do what's right. I've tried all of my life to, to do what's in my conscience and what's been taught to me. The person that was in charge said, slap that guy hard on his face. Now, Paul got hit for saying something that was not mean or or anything like that. And as a human being, do you know what Paul did next? Some of you know the story. He kind of lost it. And he called the person in charge by a name. I mean, this is not the names that Lynn was talking about before. Um, He said, you're a whitewash wall, which in those days, I guess, was really bad. (laughs) So so he kind of lost it. And what happened is one of the other persons said, do you you understand you're you're talking to the person with the most authority who's standing right there? And do you know what Paul said? I don't care. He just hit me. I have my rights. He, He didn't do anything like that. You know what Paul did? He repented. Paul said, I am so sorry. I didn't know that. It is written that you shall not speak evil to a ruler of your people. Even if they're wrong, even if they're wrong. Even if they make mistakes, even if they make mistakes. Even if you don't like what they're saying, we're we're to honor them. Now, again, some people are like, oh, that's Exodus. We don't have to do it. We go to Acts chapter... 23, and you're not supposed to speak that way of rulers. And then Peter, of all people, Peter was the most rambunctious guy, right? He was the most rambunctious guy to say, hey, you know, <laughs> and, and go, after the, uh, go after people and stuff like that. He says, honor the emperor. So let's just review this again. Honor our father in heaven. Mm-hmm. Second, mother, mother and father. father. Third, elderly. elderly. Fourth. Those that are in authority. Those that are in authority. That's what God commands us to do. He doesn't ask us, oh, is that person cute? Is that person smart? Is that person doing exactly what I would do? No, 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 no. It's amazing how many people vote based on that. Oh, it looks, looks like a real nice looking person. I'll vote for this, you know. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's amazing where our heads go sometimes. Amen? Oh, There's a story, um, well, the Bible goes on and on. Uh, and I could go on and on, but I don't want to this morning. In First Timothy, you'll find out that we're supposed to honor church leaders. 
in Philippians, we find that there's a guy by the name of Ephaphah. Uh, uh, he's got a long name. Um, he's a man who almost passed away because he was working so hard to bless people in different churches. Let me try this one more time. Epaphroditus. Epaphroditus. Thank you. You got, you got the guy. Okay. Um, Bible says to honor widows. The Bible says to honor what he has said about Sabbath time. The Bible says that we're to honor what he says about marriage. And so let me make this as simple as I can. Peter also says in First, first Peter chapter 2, he says, honor everyone. That makes it pretty simple, right? <laughs> honor everyone. Now, how many of you think you can do that? Sort of. Oh, there are some human beings in our lifetime who have made life a little bit more, no, a lot more difficult than you wish, right? And so Peter says, honor everyone. Under the leading of the Holy Spirit, honor everyone. Now, guess what? I don't think we can do that all by ourselves. But if we have given our hearts to Jesus, and if we've devoted ourselves to God, and if we've asked God for his grace, the word grace is a beautiful word because it means several things. Number one, grace means that we don't have to go to a cross. Jesus always already went to the cross. But it also means, the word grace also means equipping somebody, giving somebody the ability to do something that he was or she was not aware that they could do. And so grace is like this. I can't get through that door. But if I've got grace, I can get through that door. And when we ask God for grace, he gives us the grace that we need to honor those that are even difficult to honor. Are you still glad you came to church today? I hope so. I hope so. There's one more story. I might have skipped past it. Let's see. Let's try the next slide and see if, see if I... Oh, good. Spot on. Good. I got it in order. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Uh, thank you, Lord. There's a story in the, in the Old Testament about a gentleman by the name of Mordecai. How many of you remember who Mordecai is? Mordecai is? Okay. Esther's cousin who adopts her because she loses both her mom and her dad, right? Do I have that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and what happened is in the Older Testament, there's a story about uh, the king. There were some people conspiring against the king. They were going to kill the king. And Mordecai got that information to the person who was in charge, got that information to the king. And therefore, the king didn't get killed. Uh, the bad guys were taken care of. And um, there was one night the king is up trying to fall asleep, and he can't fall asleep. It's not because of the pizza that he ate earlier in the day. He's just having a hard time sleeping. And he goes back and realizes that he never honored this man by the name of Mordecai for what he had done for him and for the kingdom. And so... Um, he wasn't sure about that, so he asked the people that work for him, you guys go, go check this out, 
did I ever honor this guy? And they said, no, you never honored the guy. And he says, well, I better do that. Okay, that's what kings are supposed to do. Somebody saves your life, you think you might want to say thank you at least. So he goes and honors that person. Now, when he honors that person, there's two different kinds of honor. One kind of honor is when you have a conversation with a person one-to-one and you honor that person. The other one is where more than just two people are involved. We're going to call it a community way of honoring. In other words, the person who's being honored in most cases would feel real, real comfortable on a one-to-one. But in a community situation, they tend to feel not so comfortable. And they tend to say things and do things that are true, like... Without the Lord, this would never have happened. That's true, but we're still going to honor you. Only because Jesus came into my life do I have compassion and care for what I'm doing. That's true, but we're still going to honor you. Why? Because the Bible says that we should honor you. The Bible shows us in this example that the king needed to honor somebody. Well, Kevin, you're not the king, so you... So that just doesn't count. Well, we got some other Bible verses too. Uh, Romans 12 and verse 10, you can check that out as well. Honoring publicly an individual. And Titus chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one. N-O. That's one of the smallest words in the English language. N-O, right? But it's the first word we learn when we're a little kid. Just about, right? Because there's something in us sometimes that rises up and wants to do our own thing. And the person who's caring for us as a little kid says, No. No. So I'm going to share a couple more things in just a moment, but let me pray with each and every one of us this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you for what your word has to say to us. Thank you that your word is true. And thank you, Lord God, that if you tell us that we need to honor you, we need to honor you, Heavenly Father, as followers of you, Lord God, we want to do that. If you tell us so many different categories of people and then you actually just tell us honor everyone, That's a call, that's a mandate that you have for every single one of us. I confess to you, Lord God, that I fall short of that. I confess to you, Lord God, that there are some people I don't want to give any honor to at all. But I also confess to you that I have invited Jesus to come into my heart, that I've invited and asked you to come and to change my heart. And because of that, with you, all things are possible. Heavenly Father, I pray for each and every one of us that is here today, those of us who have given ourselves to the Lord, those of us that are thinking about that. God, my desire and my prayer this morning is that every single one of us, Lord, would be able to enter into a relationship with you. And no matter where we're going, no matter what we're doing, no matter what difficulties and hardships we have coming our way, God, that you'll be with us and that you'll help us to be people of honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, 
I don't always get it right, but I'm learning. Do you always get it right? No, but we're learning, right? Mm -hmm. This year for me, I've shared with you, is is a year where I'm learning patience. And what I mean by learning patience is sometimes when things don't go well for me, I just kind of grunt a little bit, okay? I'm not happy a little bit. But you know what's beautiful is just walking with the Lord. And I just want to give this illustration so you can just think about how when I'm honoring my father, life can be different in terms of my behavior. So a lot of times in my life, there's a lot of things to get done. And I like to work on those things as fast as I possibly can and work on multiple things at the same time. And a lot of times in life, there's something that slows everything down. Does that happen to you too? So by the grace of God this week, and, and by the grace of God every week, I've shared with you before that this is a, a year of me learning patience. That's a long word. <laughs> patience. So I had a situation this week, and uh, those of you that were out for prayer on Wednesday night, I had an inv- invitation to participate in one of the firefighters um, uh, stepping up to the next to the next level, and um, and the individual that gave me that information, as far as I could read and understand it, was that was supposed to happen last Wednesday. So I went to the place, got there early, and waited for all these other people to show up to uh, uh, swear the person in, and nobody showed up. <laughs> so I texted my source and just said, "Gee, I'm here, and am I in the right place?" and so on and so forth, and they were kind of confused. They were like, uh, what? And, and we kind of went back and forth, and guess what? Just like the first example I gave you, it was something about the calendar. It's next Wednesday, not this Wednesday. But in our communication, it, it looked, like, looked like that. So um, this was a text going back and forth. And the person was like, oh, I am so sorry. It's next Wednesday. I misled you. I am so sorry. And I said, hey, listen, it gave me a chance to try out my suit again and see if it still fit. <laughs> because in the presence of God, you just, you just get to have fun things like that. You don't have to scowl. You don't have to say, do you not understand that my time is very important? You don't have to do stuff like that when you're walking with the Lord. You can just have a lot of fun. The person, the person came back again and just said, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, so, I'm just like, hey, listen, no, no problem at all. I, and then I asked a question. I said, when somebody goes into the fire department, don't they have to practice before they actually go to a real fire? So this was my practice thing. This was my practice. So I'm getting ready for next Wednesday. That's okay. It's no big deal. The next day I went to physical therapy, and um, <clears throat> the physical therapy person was, was late, to, to, to get to get to take care of me. And um, and she came around the corner. She was just like, I'm so sorry. And can I just have a minute to catch my breath? I said, no. <laughs> you should have three or four or five take your time. And that's, that's from walking with the Lord. It's not because I'm a great guy. It's just because when you're walking with the Lord and you understand... a little bit more about other people's lives and other people's difficulties. Let me just finish by saying this. Somebody brilliant said something like this. You know, in the church, 
<clears throat> there's, a, there's a thing that we do from time to time that Jesus did. And Jesus literally washed his disciples' feet. Do you know that story in the Bible? And sometimes we actually actually will do that in church. Uh, don't worry, not going to happen today. But um, the person said this. <clears throat> they said, um, when you wash somebody's feet, you start to understand why they walk the way they walk. In other, in other words, if we have time and humility to spend time with somebody else and we kind of get close enough to them to understand their story, we understand why they're different than we are why they land sometimes with different ideas than we do, why they, uh, so on and so forth. And that's, that's what God has called us to.